What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also talk about whatever it is that we can talk about, usually topics to teach, inspire, and entertain. I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching. And what we do there is we train people, not dogs, because dog training, who cares about that stuff? We train people. That's how you get dogs that are happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. That's the name of the game. Now, well-trained dog, happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved dogs. That's what we should want. And that's what we do here. Benvenuto a tutti. We speak Sicilian too. Hey, that's what we do. Como state? Como siamo? If you've joined us before, thank you so much for your support. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you hit those subscribe buttons. Have you done that yet? What are you waiting for? I'm going to get to that in a second. What a beautiful opportunity to talk about stuff, whatever it is. Obviously, dogs. Who loves dogs? Raise your hand. Hey, you know, I'm raising my hand. You better be doing the same. And if you're not, it's cool because I used to not be into dogs as well. But now it's a whole different story. Believe me, cross over that river. It's going to change your life. So what are we going to talk about today on this Barking for Balance episode? I know I go into tangents. I talk about all sorts of stuff. I'm sorry. I get excited. I love doing this stuff. So I'm going to talk today a little bit about correcting. It's a big thing. And uh, I always start off with correcting. Uh, you know, when I start off with teaching how to correct, I always go against dog training stuff. And there's a reason for that. Don't do the drug training crap. Dog trainer and crap. Dog trainers. Okay. Man, I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I have to do a podcast where I'm going to just don't go into this whole dog training, dog trainer stuff, as I call them, the trick-or-treaters, the famous trick-or-treaters, the love, 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 positive science, bullshit, clowns, whatever. Here we go. Okay. Let me slow that down. Man, people are going to hate me. Some people are going to hate me. The ones that, that I don't really care if they do. Okay. So I'm in a tangent. I'm excited. All right. So let's get into this whole top, top topic of, 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 of dogs and, and how to correct, you know, there's all this thing, these things of how to correct dogs when it comes to, you know, the wrong way with the dog training style and, you know, saying good boy after the whole, I'm going to get into this whole thing. And the reason why I really wanted to talk about this was because I recognized the proper system, the way that I do it, the way that I teach it just the other day when I was vacuuming the house. Yes, I was vacuuming. Papa said I spit up old, but you got to clean around here. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no maids and stuff. I got to do it myself. I got to vacuum. Yeah, I look sexy too. And I'm going to wear it. No, I'm going carry it away. Okay. It's a, it's a rated PG show here. Although there is some cursing, so who knows? It may be art, but let's let's talk. Let's stay, let's stay on the right track. Okay, so vacuuming the house. And um, I recognized how I was, you know, asking my dogs to do something. And I was like, you know, this is something interesting because I never actually explained this before. Um, and it's very interesting how it kind of like just, you know, formulated in my own mind. And uh, I really want to talk about how to, when to say good boy. Uh, basically, that's really the gist of it is when is it to say good boy or good girl? You know, when is it to say no? You know, that's really the key because a lot of times people kind of combine the corrections, those two messages, I should say, they're not really corrections, they're messages and it creates a lot of confusion. And that's why you're not getting the results that you're after. So this should help uh, clarify 
in your mind. No shiravedu. Why? Because it's about training people, not training dogs. And your dog is looking to you. You're creating a lot of confusion. You're saying this, you're saying that. Your dog doesn't know what the hell's going on. If the dog is saying, it's a Ford, it's a Ford. That's what the dog is telling you. Because you're not communicating. That's what we do at Pac-Man to the rescue. We teach you dog language. We teach you dog psychology. That's important. So we're going to talk about that. I'm also going to tell you a little bit of story about something that's really cool. I don't know why it just popped in my mind about something. I think it's going to be valuable when it pertains to uh, having faith and understanding, you know, to stay motivated, to be, to be inspired, to, to do the things that you just don't think are possible. Life is crazy, guys. Let me tell you. And, you know, God is good. That's right. So let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about, you know what, before we talk about this stuff, did you subscribe to the podcast yet? Why not? I can't speak the move at the move on Amazon, Spotify, Google, and uh, Apple. Make sure you hit those subscribe buttons. Also, follow us, Facebook, Instagram, at Pac-Man to the Rescue. Don't forget, that is also on YouTube at Pac-Man to the Rescue. Look at his beautiful face. You get to listen to the podcast while looking at this gorgeous face. Hey, how you doing over there? That's right. You get to see all that good stuff. So make sure you hit all those subscribe buttons, those follow buttons, and last but not least, Buy my autobiography. You got to learn. You got this is a most incredible book. New York Times bestseller future in the future movie series. Who knows what's going to happen with this book? It's, it's my autobiography. God spelled backwards. Links are down below. You got to get that book. It's awesome. You're going to love it. And I guarantee you're going to be like, damn, that Pac-Man. He's not just good looking. That man is, is incredible. Hey, you know, humble too. You know what I'm saying? OK, so let's get into this whole situation when it comes to correcting. Let me get into the story first. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let me tell you a little bit of the story, a little bit inspirational. Yeah, Sox is looking at me like, hey, dad, you're going to tell that story? Yeah, because, you know, as much as it's a little weird, I think it's important. Okay, what is this story? It happened to me many, many years ago during my uh, going out clubbing days. Now, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to I'm going to preface about the fact of, you know, don't drunk, don't drink and drive. You know, yes, it's about that kind of stuff. Now, I've never uh, got drunk and drove. I was never one of those people. Benedictus and But I'm not going to lie. There was on occasions where maybe I drank a little too much and I should not have been driving, even though I felt that I was mentally capable of doing so. Now, um, I don't remember if that was ever the case that I ever did that. I'm not sure. But um, I always made it home OK and never had any problems. I never felt that I was incapacitated. So maybe like you know, I don't remember. I, I always was very responsible when it came to drinking and driving. Let me just put it that way. Uh, I never wanted to put myself in a situation where I could get myself into trouble. Uh, that's thank God. So uh, what's my point behind the story? So I was going, I was going out for, to coming home from a, from a club with my friend and I was driving him home and we ended up going through a DWI checkpoint. Now the DWI checkpoint um, was basically to see whether or not people had been drinking. And I was, again, felt that I was okay. I was fine. But um, I think the nervousness kind of kicked in. And all of a sudden, it made me start to doubt myself, made me start to worry, made me start to get, basically, I panicked, okay? So my legs were <laughs> wobbly. As I got to the front of the line, you know, there was a big, bright flight. It was blinded by this big light. You know, the cop was right there. All these other people were right there. I looked to the side on my right and there's all these people like walking the line and doing all this crazy dancing monkey shit. And uh, I, I don't know. I just got nervous. So I pulled up to the cop. My friend was drunk beyond belief. I believe he actually had spilt a few drinks on himself. That's how bombed he actually was. 
So there was a smell of alcohol in the car. So when I rolled down my window to talk to the cop, the cop looked at me. He looked at my friend. He flashed his other light beyond the big, bright, freaking, you know, laser light that was in my face already. And I guess he saw something. He smelled something. He assumed something. I don't know. He's like, pull over. We're going to have to have the inspect. I was like, God, Jesus Christ. So now, again, I started in my own mind. Oh, man, I'm, maybe I drank a little too much. Man, just a lot of like, you know, stuff in my head. Now, here's the reason why I'm telling this story. I went through the whole song and dance with the, with the cop. Now, um, I'm not against police officers. This particular cop was a bit of a prick. So the little, 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 little bastard that he was. Um, and he really wanted to, to get me. I mean, he told me flat out. He's like, I really want you to, I want to arrest you. I don't know why maybe because I was better looking than him. I was about a foot and a half taller than him. Maybe for all these reasons, I don't know, whatever. Maybe I had a better car than him. I don't know. But regardless of the fact, he really wanted, he told me flat out. So I was outside doing this, 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 you know, what I call the dancing monkey routine, walking the line and touching my nose and following the pen and all this other bullshit. And apparently I was passing every single one. He kept doing it and doing it. He's yelling at me and he's screaming. I have another cop behind me who's screaming and hollering, blah, blah, blah. And the more they were doing this, the more I was getting like really nervous. I'm like, this guy wants to arrest me. This guy wants me to go down. So he did all this stuff out there again for 45 minutes. My friend was in, his, in the car. I don't know what the fuck he was doing in there. Maybe he was throwing up. I don't know. He's sleeping, whatever. But um, out there for 45 minutes, terrified for the entire time. My legs were wobbly. You know, I was like shaking. It was just very scary because, you know, this is like a big deal. You know what I mean? So anyway, to make a very long story short, after the 45 minute examinations of doing all this, this dancing and stuff, and apparently I was passing everything, he went to his sergeant, his captain or his boss or his whatever. And he, I heard him say to the guy, I really want to arrest this guy, but he's passing all the tests. And the guy said, okay, then what's the problem? Let him go. Right. So he came to me, didn't even look me in the eye, just kind of waved, just get out of here. And he just waved me off. So I got in the car and of course I was shaking. I'm like terrified. Okay. I got to see how I'm going to pull out of this, this, this area. You know, I don't want to pull out bad. He's going to pull me over again. Like what the hell's going to happen? You know what I mean? Just as I was just terrified. So when I got out of the way, I felt a little more comfortable. Now the point behind this story was simple. Um, I, you know, as, as if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know, that I put all my faith and my trust in God and no matter what ends up happening, one way or the other, I always have been able to come out of it without a problem. And if I had to go through um, some some issues, some problems, it's usually because of the fact that there was a need for it to get me out of something else. So for example, if I was a raging alcoholic, if I was a person who was driving drunk all the time, um, if I was a person who was whatever, um, then I feel like that experience, not, not of having to get away with it because I felt like if I was drinking and driving a lot, if I was a, an alcoholic and I would have gotten away with it, I would not have stopped. I would have continued to drive drunk and, you know, whatever, because I got away with it. But under those circumstances, you know, I, 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 I realized that there was nothing for me to learn from that kind of experience. The only thing that I did learn, the one thing that I did learn was the fact that because really, that's really what, what God has done for me on multiple occasions. He's, he's made me go through bad stuff to get me out of doing bad things and bring me out stronger and better. But that was not the case in that, in that situation. You know, I was always, you know, responsible and smart and whatever. Again, I, it, it wasn't, um, 
it wasn't something that I needed to go through from a negative standpoint that I would have had to learn a lesson by, you know, suffering through it. No. But what I did realize was how even in the middle of something so turbulent, and a lot of times we go through this when with our dogs, when we are going through a situation, for example, where you're not sure whether or not you're going to pass your quote unquote DWI checkpoint. Let's say, for example, I'll just give, give an example. If your dog is reactive on a leash when you pass other dogs, that's kind of like a DWI checkpoint, right? You're driving, you're driving through and all of a sudden you have to get pulled over. You have to get stopped to see whether or not you could pass this test, whether or not you are qualified to continue to go through. And if you have a dog that's reactive, you know, you have to go through this test. You have to, in your mind, not see yourself fail. And that was the thing that I said. Again, my, my mind wandered off. Now, granted, this was a long, long time ago, way before, you know, I got involved with working with dogs and becoming the Pac-Man. But it was a really thing that, that less, it was a lesson that I remember because it affected me to the point where I actually started to believe and see that worse things happen even though there was no reason for it. In other words, I was not in the condition where I would have been arrested. I was not in the condition where I was uh, breaking any laws. But because the fear took over, I felt that I was. Now, by the graces of God, and I know that that's the case, I was able to pass through these exams because the fear was so overwhelming that my brain wasn't functioning anymore. So when I was asking to do all these things, my, not really forget my brain, my body and my brain weren't working anymore. So when I was doing all these physical acts of jumping on one leg and walking the line and, you know, staring at a pen and all these, all these weird things that I was supposed to do. It was so, it was so easy for me to not to fail them, not because I was drunk, but because I was terrified. I was nervous, you know, like, I don't think I've ever felt this scared in my life. And you know, the consequences that would have been disastrous, you know, the financial implication, the losing the license factor, you know, I don't, I mean, at the time when I was, a, I was a financial advisor, I don't know how that, if that would have affected my licenses and my, 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 my company, if how they would have seen it. I don't know. But again, that would have interfered drastically with business because I was driving to people's, you know, homes to sell them insurance and investment products. So, you know, without a license, that's a problem. So there was just a lot of stuff on my mind that I was seeing so far into the into ahead. Oh, how am I going to get to clients or how, you know, what are they going to think and what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there and all these things. And it affected me for the worse. And I started thinking about this story and this situation because I just got a text message from a client that I was working with on our virtual platform in uh, New York state where they were having this issue with reactivity with their dogs. And every time they would walk past the dog, which is the, that DWA checkpoint, they would just see the worst. And every single time their dog behaved the, poorly, they never, you know, they never passed the test. They always failed. And so, because that's really important for you to understand is when we're walking and we're with our dog, our dog's feeding off of our emotions. Not only that, but what we see in our minds manifests in reality. You know, some people don't believe it. Hey, listen, it's true. Whatever you, we see in our minds manifests in reality. When it comes to dogs, there's no more truth than that. So we're, we're, we're you know, we, the text message was, was great because she let me know that this was the greatest walk they ever had. They passed by all these dogs, no problems. And I said, well, how come? Like, what happened? And the one thing I said is they, they did what I said. It, they had to force it. And it got better as they went along. But they basically did not allow their emotions to take over. They did not allow the future, quote unquote, the bad future or the potential future become their reality. So because of that, their emotions were in check. Their energy was great. 
and they got by their dog behaved perfectly and everything was great. And the more that this happened, the more empowered, the better, the more confident they became. So it all worked out in the end. And so this little story reminded me of that. And that's why we, you know, I discussed it with them regarding that, that, that whole situation is because again, we, that, 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 that whole thing, um, really showed me how powerful our minds are that they could create this new reality that's not true you know and that reality manifested in 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 in, in me you know again when i say that i passed those tests i know that it wasn't me passing i don't know if i even failed it but god just kind of like zapped in that son of a bitch's head and said yeah he's passing these tests or he put his blinders on i don't know but um i do know that i was let go even though uh, you know, I was, man, I, was like, I, got ill. I was pooping my pants. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is important when it comes to these kind of things. So when you're going through your DWI checkpoint, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's whatever, uh, and this is something important in life as well, is don't let that emotion take control. You know, when you're walking your dog down the street, again, I'll just keep that example just to stay on course here. When you're walking that your dog down the street and all of a sudden you, you get, a, you know, you get encountered another dog, don't don't panic. You know, when I saw this DWI checkpoint situation, I was stuck. It's not like I could say, oh shit, let me just take it. I was stuck. I couldn't take an exit. They had blocked off this, all the other roads. Once I was there, it was do or die. So, you know, you have to make yourself go through that to come out of the other end and to recognize that whether it's good or bad, because again, for me going through that check, that checkpoint, if I was a person that was very responsible, that was driving drunk consistently, or was an alcoholic, had some problems or whatever, going through that and failing and having to go through all this shit was something that I always believe God makes me go through in order to let me come out of it better and to get rid of those that, that, that bad situation. It's the only way it's going to be gone is if something bad happens to remove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's some suffering in between, obviously. But it is necessary because otherwise we continue on that same path. On the other side of it is, you know, just trust yourself to go through it. And whether you pass or fail, there's a benefit to either side. So if you're going through this situation with your dog and you're, you know, walking through your dog's reactive, whatever, and you're going through it, make sure you understand one very simple fact. If you pass, great, build on that. But if you failed, analyze it and you'll see what you, what you did wrong. And if you want help when it comes to that, you know who to contact. You contact the Pac-Man. You know, our virtual platform, our virtual program has actually been proven to be more effective than that because it puts you guys, you dog owners, on the front line of earning your dog's trust and respect. So it, it all works out perfectly in the end. And I can help you get that done. So if you need help with anything, just make sure you contact contact us and let us know how we could help. But, um, but yeah, that's just an interesting story. So besides that, no drinking and driving. Oh, drink your drink, drink. Okay, responsible. Be smart. Be smart. Okay, so that's a little story. Just wanted us to, you know, share. I think it's something that, you know, listen, if it stops people from drunk driving, then there you go. That was valuable as it is. But that was just something that I just really felt was uh, something that I could even focus on on a day-to-day -day basis if I'm going through something like that when it comes to, you know, getting to like a quote-unquote DWI checkpoint. If you pass, that's great. If you fail, then there's a reason for it. That's how I feel about it. God is not going to, I recognize this now, this, this completely that, you know, God is not going to let me go through something bad unless there's a reason for, for it. 
unless there's something that he needs me to go through this. Just like when I got married, you know, that, that, that I had to go married and go through all that stuff in order to get to that apartment that helped me overcome my fear of dogs. And if you guys have not heard this story, please let me know. And I'll, I'll be glad to, to share that once again. Um, it's in one of the previous podcast episodes. So yeah, so I just want to share that story. So hopefully, Hey, if you get something out of it, if you want to know more, let me know, but you know, hopefully you, uh, you know, you get something out of it and it's worthwhile. Okay, so drink responsibly and, you know, whatever. A little bastard cop, you son of a bitch. Anyway, he's a fucking ghoul. I get a fucking ghoul. Yeah, he was a bastard. He was a little son of a bitch. He was a little tiny. Anyway, I don't want to get down that road. So anyway, so let's go. Let's talk about when it's appropriate, when it's proper um, to tell a dog, you know, good boy, to basically praise your dog. So how did this come about? Was vacuuming. And um, I was vacuuming one of the rugs in the living room area. And on, on that rug, there's a bed for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the puppies, for Socks and Pepper. And Pepper was already on the bed. Socks was on the rug. So I'm doing the rest of the house and I come to that rug area. So I asked Socks, I said, Socks, go lay on your bed. And he goes and lays on his bed. And of course I said, good boy. Now I remember somebody questioning that and they said to me, well, hold on a second. If you just had to ask him, to go lay on the bed. What's, what's the story here? I mean, you, you know, you just had to tell him. So why would you say good boy? And so as I'm vacuuming and I'm realizing this whole dynamic, there's a bunch of factors here. And a lot of this goes back to dog training principles. Okay. So dog training principles, when it comes to correcting or letting your dog, you know, telling your dog not to do something right after that, the positive reinforcement, the reward-based system, all that big at the all that stupid stuff. You do it kind of like together. Now, yes, I had to ask Socks to move, of course. So let's break this down into different scenarios. So I said to him, good boy, when I asked him to move, right? Why did I say good boy? Simple, because he was, he didn't know what he was supposed to do, right? So I asked him to go and to do something which in this case was land the bed and off of the rug so I could finish vacuuming the rug. And he did that immediately. Okay. So I said, good boy. Okay. And that's perfect. That's a perfect example. Now, the opposite of this is when people ask their dogs, even if it's something simple, like sit or lay down or any of that silly little tricky trick, trick or treaty crap. But if you ask your dog to do something, whether it's don't bark at the dog across the street or don't jump over here or don't whatever, most people, they'll ask your dog to do something, but then they will continue to have to ask their dog. So for example, if Socks uh, had not moved, Socks, go, move, go lay down, go lay down, go. And now you start to get angry and you start to scream, get out of here, go lay down or whatever it is that you're going to do. Once he moves and he goes to lay down, a lot of people from a dog training perspective, they'll say, Good boy. Now, my response has always been in that kind of case is why are you saying good boy? You just had to ask your dogs repeatedly to do something. So clearly you don't have the trust and respect necessary to accomplish the goal. So if you say good boy after asking your dog five, six, seven times to do something, that's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a problem. You're not going to reward and nurture something that you had to tell them a hundred times. Because that's important. You're sending mixed messages. You're, I'm, he's basically giving you the finger. Move, move, move. And he's not moving. And then finally, all right, fine. And you say, good boy. It's almost such a slap in the face. 
You're just lowering your value and pumping up his power or her power. Okay. So that's, that's basic principle when it comes to that kind of dynamic. Now, when it comes to a situation, for example, where, you know, you're telling your dog not to do something. And again, this is a, this is kind of like the concept where it is. So I will go back to that example of, you know, your dog is barking and another dog across the street. So your dog is barking, pulling on the leash, reactive on the leash. That's the situation. You see another dog come by. And so now you're telling your dog who's barking and you're using your leash, whatever it is that, you know, whatever your system of correction is going to be, you're telling your dog, knock it off, right? After five minutes of doing this crap, your dog finally stops and then gives you the eye contact, gives you the look. And then you say, good boy. No, because first of all, you had to tell your dog to stop. Number one, number two, you had to tell your dog to stop 364 times. Okay. And then finally, when he does stop, maybe because the dog is like long gone and he doesn't, you know, he's out of it now. He doesn't care anymore. Then you say, good boy, the communication that you're, that you're expressing, what you're basically telling your dog is good boy, based on what you just did. You understand? It's important. So yeah, he stopped barking or she stopped barking. But it was number one, after you had to tell him or her not to. And number two, after you had to say it or, you know, force it or whatever, a hundred times. doesn't make sense. Okay. So now same example, if your dog is barking and reacting on a leash with the dog across the street, and you have to, you know, you, 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 you correct your dog and your dog looks at you, then you have to correct them by saying, no, you have to tell them why it is that, that, that you're, 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 you're getting their attention. You know what I mean? If you make a dog look at you for no reason, like the whole, again, the trick or treating, the dog training stuff is teaching a dog to look at you. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay. They can look at you all you, all the, all you want. But if they're looking at you when their brain is still fixating on dog, that look at me does nothing because that's, again, what normally to do. Stop, stop, go, boy, you're such a good boy. And that dog is goes right back to barking and lunging in the whole bit. Yes, because, again, the communication is broken, you know. So now the same example happens. Dog lunges and barks across at a, at a, and barks at a dog that's coming across the street. So you step in, you get your dog's eye contact. Right. This is the same example. I'm tricking you. This was a trick question. What do you do? What do you do? Come on. You've been paying attention. Okay. So now same scenario. This is not a trick question. Now this is just, this is serious. So we're walking, you're walking your dog, your dog that normally barks and lunges at dogs across the street. This time is not looks at you. That's when you could say good boy, because you did not have to ask them to do something right. They did it on their own. So that eye contact is basically a form of communication that is done on their own without you having to force it. Okay. Number one, you're not having to force that. eye Cause I've seen people that literally will drag, will grab their dog's face and just look them in the eyes like this, like they're trying to hypnotize them or some crazy ass shit. No, it doesn't work that way. Your dog has to acknowledge you. Your dog has to snap out of and unfocus and unfixate whatever it is that they're fixating on to give you that attention. Their brain has to be in a receptive mode. If it's not, then you're not accomplishing jack shit. Okay. So when your dog looks at you after in that example, when they're not doing what they normally would do, then you could say, good boy, good girl, because at that point, they're doing exactly what it was that you wanted to, what wanted them to. So in the example of me asking socks to move, he did exactly what I wanted him to do, right? He didn't know that he was in the way while I was vacuuming. 
right? I had to tell him what it was that I asked, I needed from him, which is socks. I need you to go over there so I could finish vacuuming here, right? It's not a bad thing, but he did it immediately. So I'm going to let him know. Good boy. Thank you. That's the communication. That's positive reinforcement at its best. See, that's realistic positive reinforcement because that brain is in sync with me and I'm communicating with him properly. I'm also sending him the right messages. So there's no confusion. There's no confusion. There's no frustration. Everything is great. And when there's no confusion and there's no frustration, that's when you have a great relationship. When the communication line is clear, right? You're communicating clearly and you're communicating properly based on how the receiver needs to be communicating to, you need to communicate to that receiver with, right? You're not speaking human language, right? You're speaking dog language. They're commun you're communicating. You're understanding each other. That's a beautiful relationship based on trust, respect, and love. Make sense? Pasenso. That's the key here, guys. That is the key. So when is it appropriate to say good boy? Of course. It is, let me phrase that. Is it appropriate to say good boy or good girl? Of course, when it's the right time, right? If you have to tell your dog to knock something off, right? Because this is different than me, me asking Socks to do something for me as opposed to telling him not to do something. So the rule of thumb is simple. If you have to ask your dog not to do something, and then you say, good boy, you basically told her or him that what you just said, what you, what they just did is exactly what it is that you want them to do. That's pretty much what you just did by telling them good boy, good girl at the time, you know? So if I'm telling socks in this particular case, I need you to move over there and he does it. Thank you. Good boy. Good job. Thank you. Great. Right. That's the whole point. You said, you good boy. He's so cute. He's so cute. You just want to kiss that big, big black head of his, um, which I do all the time anyway, but you see what I'm saying? So if you're asking your dog to do something that they don't know you do want them to do, that's different. If you tell them not to do something, then there's, you can't say good boy because you have to tell them not to do it, right? That, I mean, logic. Oh, so hopefully that helps. If you have any questions about that, please let me know. I think that's an important factor when it comes to correcting communication key, guys. Dog language, proper communication. Remember, a dog-human relationship is a relationship. It's based on trust, respect, and love. So if the communication is not clear, if the communication, the communication is not in place the right way, then it creates confusion and a lot of frustration for the dog and then for the human. And then you wonder why your dog's not behaving. That's because you're not communicating properly and you're not communicating effectively, okay? If you want to learn how to do that, you know to call Pac-Man to the rescue. Damn right. So... Hopefully this helps, guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining this episode of Barking for Balance. Don't forget, get that book, God Spell Backwards. Go get that book, God Spell Backwards, autobiography. You're going to love it. I'm telling you, you are going to love it. It's my whole life story, and you're, I'm, it's, I'm just very proud of it. So God Spell Backwards. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Barking for Balance, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple, and uh, follow us on social media, and Facebook and Instagram, and also on uh, YouTube, so you don't miss out any good stuff. And guys, listen, it's about training people, not training dogs. Don't you forget it. You hear me? Don't you forget it. It's about training people, not training dogs. Thanks for joining this episode of Barking for Balance, guys. Catch you next time.